You're listening to the Burke and Ms. The Wiz Montalban Fantasy Football Podcast, the place I go to get my fantasy fulfilled. The best analysis, advice, and opinions on fantasy football that you can't find anywhere else. Let the fantasy begin. Hi, you're listening to Ms. Montalban. I'm here today to bring you the latest signings, injuries, and breaking news. Thank you for joining me. Let's get started. Our breaking news segment, nothing like yesterday where we had a lot of stuff to talk about. This one's a little more subdued, which is fine. Uh, But Julio Jones still isn't practicing. I don't think he's going to play now. It's making me nervous. So it makes me not like Calvin Ridley as much as I did before. It just seems like... Um, more targets would go to Ridley, and he'd be the main focus. But then he's also the main focus for the defense, so I think that kind of stunts his potential a little bit because uh, Russell Gage doesn't get the ball as much in Julio Jones' absence either. So Noah Fant looks like he's not uh, sick. It was uh, when he left the game with an illness, people feared it might be COVID. It was not. He's feeling better. He's coming back. He's going to play. And that's significant because the Bills is a great matchup for him. Uh, it's always a scary play to play a Bronco, but the matchup's too good. So if you have Noah Fant, you're probably going to be playing him in this matchup, uh, unless you have like a Mark Andrews or a Travis Kelsey. I just think Noah Fant's upside in this one is too good to ignore, and especially with the other tight ends, it's always a crapshoot anyways. Uh, I think he's a solid play. Uh, Ronald Jones, uh, he'll be out. He had that surgery on his finger, so everyone was worried if he was going to play or not. Well, then he went and got COVID and was placed on the COVID list, so that's a mute point. He won't be playing. It's going to be Leonard Fournette. So we'll we'll see how Leonard Fournette does in this matchup, and we'll talk about it when we uh, preview this game. Drew Brees, he's cleared to practice. Great news for the Saints. That means he'll be coming back in a couple weeks, Uh, maybe in time for the playoffs, maybe earlier to give him some uh, reps in before the, the playoffs actually start. But, uh, yeah, you can't say anything bad about this. Drew Brees is an, is an all-time great. And then John Brown, he was cleared to practice, and it looks like he will play against the Broncos. So that'll be interesting. Um, it, I, I don't like Cole Beasley as much if John Brown plays, just because Cole Beasley, his target share goes down a little bit. Uh, doesn't make him as, as effective. But uh, it's good news for the Bills and the offense because I really feel like they played their best when John Brown is in that lineup. And that's really the breaking news. There's, I mean, there's nothing really else to, uh, to talk about. How about that game last night? That game was just crazy. It was Los Angeles Chargers at the Las Vegas Raiders, and... I think the biggest takeaway from that game was Derek Carr getting hurt early. Kind of set the stage for the game to make it kind of a weird, crazy game. Uh, if you were a Derek Carr owner for fantasy football purposes, you were pretty, uh, I don't know, pretty defeated by him getting hurt. But Marcus Mariota came in, did really well. He threw for 226 yards and threw a, threw a touchdown pass. Beautiful pass to Darren Waller. Uh, ran the ball. He only had nine carries, almost got 100 yards. He got 88 yards and got a touchdown. And it was really good to see him. It's It's been a while, and especially after that fiasco in Tennessee, it was a season to forget for him. 
But looking at him to uh, last night, it made me realize that he's definitely an NFL quarterback. Is he a starting NFL quarterback, though? That I don't know. I mean, that late interception really killed them. It, you know, the Raiders were char- uh, charging down the field, no pun intended, uh, and th- that interception just killed it. And that was about as close as the Raiders came to winning the game. Uh, at that point, they had the game in in the bag, in my opinion, and uh, just you know, after the Chargers continuously tried to give the game to the Raiders, the Raiders gave it right back. And those were the critical turnovers that he, you know, had happen a lot at Tennessee. But uh, Justin Herbert did pretty well, 314 yards and two touchdowns. And then you look at it, Keenan Allen, he was like, you know, I need to play, play me, and I need to get in there. And so everyone's excited. And I agree, if Keenan Allen's playing, you need to put him in your lineup and hope for the best. Like, you you go with the guy that got you there. That's always, you know, what we've been saying all week in the, in the podcast is you got to go with the guys that get you there if they're going to play because you don't want to bench them and then they go off and they were on your bench during a playoff game. Unfortunately for Keenan Allen owners, he uh, only had one catch for 17 yards and then had one carry for minus one. So he got you, what, 1.6 points of fantasy football in a playoff matchup. Uh just uh, especially with a good matchup that he had against the Raiders. And I get he was hurt, so he's probably really limited. He, he didn't see much action, actually any action in the second half. And so that was disappointing. But I think the bigger disappointment, because you kind of knew it was a risk with Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler you had to feel pretty good about. They didn't run him very much. It was only 13 times. He got 60 yards, which 60 yards, eh, you know, you wish it was better. Uh, you know, he got four passes for 19 yards, and that was it. And there was definitely opportunities for him to score a touchdown. Like, they, they kept getting to the goal line, and then they kept running Kalen Balage. Uh, Kalen Balage, uh, we should say Bellagio since it's in uh, Las Vegas, right? But uh, Kalen Balage vultured the touchdown from him. And then they get down there again towards the end of the game in overtime to, to win the game. And they run Kalen Balaj again. So you're like, get Austin Eckler in there. So you're thinking Austin Eckler's going to come back in there to score, at least to salvage the, the, the day for you. And then they start doing QB sneaks with Justin Herbert. And it's like, hey, guys, let's throw our franchise quarterback into the fire and get him destroyed at the goal line to score this touchdown. And, uh, you know, it's not like he has a bright future for our team or anything. Really odd call. I don't understand the Chargers play calling. I wouldn't put my quarterback at risk the first time, let alone twice. But they did it. But they did win. And uh, to, to to defeat a division rival has to feel pretty good, especially with the Raiders. It was like a lock for them to make the playoffs, you know, just a couple weeks ago. And then now they've just been on a skid. And actually they're, the only win that they've had in, like, the last four weeks – was that uh, crazy zero or cover zero Jets game where Ruggs got that uh, touchdown at the end of the game. So other than that, I mean, the Raiders are really sliding, and I don't obviously think they're going to make the playoffs. Their playoff chances are pretty slim with the way the Dolphins and the Titans and the Colts and the Browns, uh, the way they're all playing. And then even the Patriots, you know, they're – 
Patriots aren't that far behind the Raiders now with uh, the Raiders losing. So really tough to take if you're a Raider fan that this pretty much seals your fate from the, the, the NFL playoffs. But uh, that's why uh, that's why the NFL is fun, and that's why we watch the games. Who do I start this week? What's the point spread? What are the injuries? Should I bench this guy? I don't know what to do. Man. I just hope I win. The Burke and Ms. the Wiz Montalban Weekly Preview Starting now. The first game on the Sunday afternoon slate is the Philadelphia Eagles at the Arizona Cardinals. And the Cardinals are favored by six and a half points. And I know, especially after the Eagles win against the Saints, that people might be picking the Eagles in this one. And I'm going to be one of them. I think the Eagles are not necessarily going to win, but they're going to keep it kind of close. Their defense really matches up well with the Arizona Cardinals' offense. And I'm really looking for Jalen Hurts and Miles Sanders to kind of carry the offense like they did the last week. And I, I think that will be hard for Arizona to contain. Arizona did really well against immobile uh, Daniel Jones last week. But this is going to be a whole new beast because Jalen Hurts is healthy. He's uh, multifaceted. And it's just, I don't know, this game screams at me that it's going to be a lot closer than what we think. And I'm actually going above the 49.5 point spread. I think it's going to be a pretty entertaining, high-scoring affair. Um, even with the Philadelphia Eagles' good defense, uh, I just I, I can see both teams getting you know, in the 25-point in the range. So I'm going taking the over and I'm taking the Eagles and getting the six and a half points so I'm starting Jalen Hurts of course you just heard me mention him and it's more for his rushing yards the Cardinals do pretty well against quarterbacks passing the ball but they give up a lot of yards with rushing QBs and I think this plays into what Jalen Hurts does really well and uh, he's going to give them nightmares Miles Sanders I'm, I'm starting him of course I, I think he'll not necessarily do what he did last week, but he'll be a solid play, like, you know, 60 yards and a touchdown. That will be a good day for him. And uh, he definitely has a, a high ceiling where he could do way better than that. But I think the 60 yards and a touchdown is his floor. So, and obviously it's hard to predict touchdowns. I, I just, in, in this one, feel like anything below 12 points would, would be disappointing. Uh Everyone else, though, is, is pretty much a bench just because Jalen Hurts isn't the most dynamic passer. I mean, he threw a touchdown to Alshon Jeffrey, but that was Alshon Jeffrey's only catch last week. So uh, Jalen Rager, Travis Fulgham, Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard, I mean, I have all of them on my bench. Uh, I, I definitely think there could be a touchdown in between all those guys. But I don't think, you know, yardage-wise, that they would be good, solid plays in this matchup. 
For the Arizona Cardinals, I mean, Kyler Murray, same issue. Uh, the Eagles do pretty well against passing quarterbacks, give up a lot of rushing yards to opposing QBs, and Kyler Murray's pretty good at that. So you're going to see a lot of uh, quarterbacks running around all over the field in this matchup. DeAndre Hopkins, you're starting him. It's a good matchup. Christian Kirk, good matchup. I think they're both going to be relevant. Dan Arnold, I have him starting, and I haven't had Dan Arnold starting in a long time, but he's been scoring touchdowns. I think he's what, scored four touchdowns in the, the last, like, four weeks or so. Um, I'm I'm really impressed with the consistency that they're getting the ball to Dan Arnold. I mean, he might only have that one touchdown catch, but, uh, you know, you score a touchdown as a tight end, that's pretty significant, especially in the playoffs. So I, I like Dan Arnold's uh, – ability in this one to produce and then i'm sitting Kenyon drake i hate to do it but eagles stop the run really well i don't see Kenyon drake's ability to uh, do a lot even in the passing game so he's he's a bench and i i want to win the playoffs or if it's the championship game for you the championship um more than likely it's just the semifinals, and i i want to win that so i i don't trust Kenyon drake to do that for me in this a matchup but it should be a fun entertaining game and uh, it's one that uh, a lot of people will be watching this next game doesn't look like it's going to be much of a game it makes me salivate to uh look at the point spread 17 points new york jets at los angeles rams rams are favored by 17 points i don't even know how that's possible in an nfl game and usually i would jump all over the team that's you know, supposed to be losing by that much. Uh, I'd definitely take 17 points in the NFL any day of the week. Except for, in this one, I think I'm taking the Rams, just because I don't see how the Jets are going to score. That Rams defense is just dominant. The Jets don't have the athletes and the talent to be able to move the ball consistently against this defense. And <clears throat> with the Rams defense, I mean, they can score on special teams and defense pretty easily as well as they could uh, score on offense. So, I mean, I think 17 points is not that big of a deal. So I am taking the Rams at 17, giving up 17 points. And the over-under is 44 points. And I'm taking the under on this just because I don't think the Jets are going to score much. I think the Rams will. But when they get a big lead, I, I think the second half is going to be kind of like that Seattle game where they're playing backups and uh, calling it a day. And that's the type of game I, I think it will be. And I, I know recency bias. We just saw it happen last week, so we think the same thing's going to happen. But, I mean, Seattle didn't even – I mean, their defense is improving, but they don't have a defense like the Rams. And I, I can't imagine what this defense is going to do to the Jets. So I'm starting all the Rams. Having said that, Jared Goff has a great matchup. I'm worried about him being a top play, though, just because of the – blowout factor where I'm not sure he's going to play the whole game. Cam Akers, I mean, I like him just because you're going to be getting him the ball a lot. It's a team that you should be able to dominate, and uh, why not give him a lot of carries? Coop, uh, yeah, Cooper Cup, Ro uh, Robert Woods, a.k.a. Bobby Trees. I, I like both of them a lot in this game. Josh Reynolds, I like him. I think you should throw Josh Reynolds out there. I think he can have a big game, especially getting some mop-up duty. He'll be one of the receivers getting some of the action. And Tyler Higby, I hate to recommend him. He's always been on my bench for a while now. But this is a good matchup for him. Uh, 
this could be one of those two touchdown games that comes out of nowhere that he's good for twice a year. This could be the one. So the only uh, person I'm sitting for the Rams is Daryl Henderson and Malcolm Brown. I, I like maybe Daryl Henderson a little bit during uh, garbage time, so he could be relevant at that point. But this is a playoff game. I, I need I need sure things this week, so they're on my bench. And then that's really, I mean, that's it. For the Jets, I'm benching everybody. Uh, Bouchard Perryman, Denzel Mims. Uh, you know, Jamison Crowder looks like he's going to play, like we mentioned in the breaking news. So I might start him just at that slot position because I think he'd be the only one that uh, can get consistent targets and take advantage of it. But outside of uh, Jamison Crowder, I wouldn't start anyone else. Chris Herndon, obviously, that's we're not ever playing Chris Herndon, uh, ever. And uh, Frank Gore, sorry, he's not going to be played in this one. And obviously Ty Johnson's not either. Uh, Michael Perrine, if he comes back, there's potentially might. Uh, I still wouldn't start him either. Uh, It's just going to be one of those games where the Jets will be glad it's over. So not much more to this one. It's a quick analysis. This is going to be the game of the week. Really excited about this game. Kansas City Chiefs at the New Orleans Saints. Just, man, I I can't wait. Kansas City's favored by three points being away, and I know they're the hottest team in the league right now, but I'm taking the Saints because they're at home. I want those three points, and although I do think it's going to be a high-scoring game, I think the Saints can hang with that Chiefs defense. I I like the Saints defense better than the Chiefs defense, and... uh, since they're at home, I'm going to take those three points. 51.5 is the over-under. I'm taking the over. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Even though the Saints defense is great, I still think the Chiefs can score between, you know, maybe up to 30 points. But I think the Saints can, too, with the, you know, as bad as the Chiefs defense is. I, uh, I think the Chiefs defense has improved from last year, but it's still... A situation where I think offenses can have pretty good uh, days against them. So starting-wise, you're starting Patrick Mahomes for the Chiefs. It's a bad matchup, but it's Patrick Mahomes, so you need to throw him out there. You, you never want to bench Mahomes in a playoff game since this is a playoff week for fantasy football. Uh, Tyreek Hill, same type of thing. Bad matchup, but Tyreek Hill's the number one receiver. And then Travis Kelsey, you're playing him as well, and this is actually a decent matchup for Travis Kelsey. Well, I take it back. It's not a decent matchup for Travis Kelsey, but Travis Kelsey, he's like Chuck Norris. He doesn't see bad matchups ever. I mean, it could be a bad matchup, and he'll get two touchdowns and 80 yards. Like He's just having a crazy uh, year, and you're starting him uh, regardless. So Even with the bad matchup, I think he'll be a top three tight end because that's just what he does. Um, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Le'Veon Bell, they're on your bench. I don't. Saints do so well against the run. I don't expect any of these guys to do anything. And uh, if you have them, they need to be on your bench, or you'll be disappointed. McCole Hardman, same thing. Sammy Watkins. I, I don't like to talk about Sammy Watkins because I always feel like he's hurt. He has that first week, uh, first week of the season. Sorry, my my voice is 
you know, I'm losing my voice a little bit, which is fine because I'm, you know, talking a lot about the excitement of this game. Uh, Sammy Watkins, though, uh, yeah, it's the first week of the season. He dominates quiet the rest of the year, and I can't remember a performance since that first week that I've been excited about Sammy Watkins or even uh, felt like mentioning him. So he's on your bench. Saints-wise, uh, Emmanuel Sanders, Taekwon Smith, they're on your bench. I don't like them in this matchup. But I do like Taysom Hill a lot, running the ball, passing the ball. Uh, I think he'll definitely be, you know, at least responsible for two touchdowns. If he can get a rushing touchdown in there, that'd be great. So he's a good play here. Alvin Kamara, I really like him in this matchup against the Chiefs. Rushing the ball, uh, receiving the ball. I like him more rushing the ball than receiving in this one, which, you know, Kamara doesn't run for a lot of yards. He gets most of his yards receiving, but uh, I think he can get a lot of rushing yards in this one. And then Michael Thomas, it's not a good matchup. He hasn't been practicing, but we'll see. I think he'll play, and I would throw him in there just because it's Michael Thomas and his ability. And then Jared Cook has a fantastic matchup here against the Chiefs. The issue is, will Taysom Hill use him? I don't know. But the matchup is there. Cook scored last week, so maybe he'll score again, or maybe he'll see more targets. But he's definitely a start. So, yeah, this game, it's uh, its the game of the week for sure, and it's going to be exciting to watch, and you don't get to see uh, interconference games like this at this level very often. So enjoy. So now it's the uh, Sunday night game, the Cleveland Browns at the New York Giants. Cleveland Browns are favored by four and a half points. I'm going to take the Cleveland Browns. I mean, Colt McCoy is the quarterback. Daniel Jones isn't playing. I don't like the Giants' chances in this one. The over-under is 44.5. I'm definitely taking the under, the way under. I mean, I think Cleveland scores like maybe 24 points, and the Giants score seven ten i don't know uh but i don't expect this to be a, a very uh exciting game offensively but i am starting for the browns nick chubb and cream hunt because that's what you do you always start nick chubb and cream hunt but uh this is uh this is a decent matchup it's not bad giants don't defend the run uh terribly well and uh jarvis landry I'm starting him as well. It's not a great matchup for any of the Browns receivers, but I think Jarvis Landry is going to get the bulk of the targets in this one. So just with that target volume, uh, I'm going to to play him for that. But I'm sitting everyone else. Rashard Higgins, I mean Hollywood, I hate to bench you, but especially after the game you had last week, but Hollywood Higgins is on the bench. Donovan Peoples-Jones, he's on the bench as well. Austin Hooper, I don't like Austin Hooper at all in this game. Giants defend the tight end position very well. Austin Hooper just got back from an injury. It's not really doing much. I'm He's on my bench. And then Baker Mayfield is as well, because if you're just throwing it to Jarvis Landry 50 times, then um, I, I, I don't think you're going to be that effective in this game. And the Giants, to their credit, do a great job against the quarterback position. So for the New York Giants, I'm – potentially starting Colt McCoy. I mean, I like his matchup here. It says to start him, but I just can't do it, especially for a playoff game uh, for your fantasy purposes. 
I don't think anyone's going to, you know, if you're in the playoffs, you don't have quarterbacks like Colt McCoy. So he should, he's a start stat wise, but uh, I don't think he'll have the production based off the matchup. Wayne Gallman, I think you can start him. Cleveland Browns actually do a good job against the running backs, but I think uh, if he can take some of those targets in the passing game away from Deion Lewis, he'll be effective. And then on top of that, not get vultured by Deion Lewis on the goal line, that you know, like what happened last week. Darius Slayton, Sterling Shepard, I think are decent plays. Evan Ingram, Cleveland doesn't defend the pass very well. It's just really going to be up to Colt McCoy. So hopefully those guys get some action. But they're, they're good, solid plays against this de- uh, Cleveland Browns defense, so you should be playing them. And and Golden Tate should be on your bench. You just There's no business for Golden Tate to be any fantasy football roster. And uh, I just wanted to throw him in here just because he's in that slot position. And the slot position for the Browns is horrible. That actually uh, is usually a gold mine if you're looking at uh, – you know, lineup choices or fan duel choices. You look at who's going to be playing the slot against Cleveland. It's going to be Golden Tate, and I'm sorry, this one, I he's on my bench. I just don't trust it. The Pittsburgh Steelers at the Cincinnati Bengals is our big Monday night matchup. And I got to be honest, it's kind of melodramatic. There's these good games going on, like Chiefs-Saints. And then they go for Monday night, and it's the Bengals and the Steelers. Steelers are favored by 12.5 points, and as bad as the Steelers' offense has looked, you know, they can't score. I'm going with the Steelers on this one. Just because Brandon Allen might not even play, he's injured. And if Ryan Finley has to go in there, the Steelers' defense, even with all their injuries, are going to eat him alive. So give me the Steelers. I'll give up the 12.5 points. I think I'll still win. And the over-under is 40.5. I'm taking the under, and that's just because I don't think Cincinnati can score. And there's no way I think the Steelers are getting 40 points. Like, that's how much of a blowout I think it's going to be for the Steelers in, in this one. Uh, on Monday night, I think the Steelers have a lot, of, uh, a lot to prove from their Sunday night fiasco against the Bills. So starting-wise, for the Steelers, you're starting Ben Roethlisberger. I think he's going to air it out a little bit more. I mean, he always airs it out a lot, but I mean longer, not the two-yard passes that he's been doing. So I like him, and then Eric Ebron I like a lot. If Eric Ebron doesn't drop any balls, which he's been doing, he's a great player against the Bengals, and I think he can be really effective. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, Deontay Johnson, I like both of them. I think Deontay Johnson's going to have a comeback, and they're going to use him a lot, so he's going to be like a surprise play this week where everyone's worried about playing him because, you know, if he drops the ball, he could be benched the whole half. I don't think that happens. I think he has a great game. I think he scores a touchdown or two. Juju Smith-Schuster, this was his biggest game last time they played the Bengals. Um, So go to him again. I think he can have another big game, and they're going to utilize him. James Conner, he's back. He's going to play. I'm starting him. So... Uh, it's risky just because of how bad the Steelers' run defense has looked against anybody. Um, but I think they're really going to commit to the run to show that they can do it. So James Conner's going to get a lot of action in this one. I'm benching James Washington and Chase Claypool. I just don't like the matchup. Chase Claypool can't beat press coverage. Teams are starting to realize that. So now he can't get open, and uh, especially for those big plays. 
so that's going to limit him. Uh, James Washington, just because you know the other two receivers are going to get most of the points, and that doesn't leave a lot of room for him. Uh, on the Bengals side of the ball, I'm starting Tyler Boyd, and that's just because he plays the slot. He's talented. It's he's from Pittsburgh. I think uh, he'll want to have his what sixth or seventh revenge game since he's been drafted. But regardless, uh, he's going to get the most targets, and with those targets, I think he could be a good play here, at least for like a receiver three or, or like a flex play at receiver. Um, everyone else is a bench, though. Ryan Finley, yeah, like I don't expect him to do anything. Giovanni Bernard, Steelers are great at the running back position on defending it, so uh, rushing and passing, so that really eliminates Bernard. Bernard will have a second straight horrible week. Travion Williams, same type of thing. He'll be, uh, I, I think Travion Williams is a bench. And uh, you'll see a lot more Travion Williams, uh, actually. I think he'll be the main back. That's why he was one of our top pickups. But, again, I, I don't like him in this one. T. Higgins, A.J. Green, don't like them either. AJ, uh, T. Higgins had a big game last time against the Steelers. I, I think that any point scored is going to go to Tyler Boyd, so... And then Drew Sample, bench. Steelers are great against the tight end. Drew Sample isn't great against anybody. That kind of tells on itself in this one. But anyways, it'll, it'll be a good matchup to see if the Steelers rebound. But other, other than that, it's kind of, a, uh, kind of a downer for a Monday night game to end the, you know, tie up the week when, uh, again, there's so many good games that we could be watching. Here's the part of the show where we get you some free money. And how do we do that, you might ask? Well, we give you our FanDuel slash DraftKings lineup. You put it in the app, and you win some money. So it's as easy as that. And let's get started about what lineup you need to use to get you that cash. The quarterback position, I have Jalen Hurts for the Eagles. He's going against Arizona. And Arizona gives up a lot of rushing yards to the quarterback position. And that's where Jalen Hurts is kind of a difference maker. So I really like this matchup, and for $6,900, I just like the price point on it. I feel like it's a bargain, and it gives me a lot of flexibility from the other positions. So I think between you know his rushing and then obviously he'll here and there get some passing yards, I think it's a good investment. And I always like running quarterbacks because if they score a rushing touchdown, they get six points compared to four for passing. So uh, if they can get a little bit of both, even better. My next running back is Alvin Kamara for New Orleans going against the Chiefs. I really like this um, just because Drew Brees is coming back. That means he's going to be passing the ball to Alvin Kamara a lot. Now, the Chiefs do pretty well against receiving running backs, but Alvin Kamara is a pretty decent rusher when he gets the chance too, so I think he can be effective doing that. Uh, and I actually think he gets more rushing yards than receiving yards in this one. Jonathan Taylor is my next running back. Oh, and sorry, Alvin Kamara is $7,800, so I really like that value there. Uh, he's, he's not uh, it's not in the astronomical range. Jonathan Taylor is my other running back at $7,400. He's facing Houston, which is one of the worst rushing defenses in the NFL, and he's just on a hot streak like no other. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ride the hot streak, basically. I feel like he's getting the carries now to be effective, and against a horrid defense, this is a good uh, play right here. My first receiver 
is Allen Robinson for the Chicago Bears against Minnesota. He's only $7,300. Minnesota is horrible at defending any wide receiver. Allen Robinson gets a ton of targets. I think he can have a day where he gets a couple touchdowns. And uh, for this, you know, for $7,300, I liked his value better than some of the guys in the eight, you know, even $9,000 range. Like, I, I think he could be comparable to Tyreek Hill this week with Tyreek Hill's matchup. So I'm definitely uh, liking that value, and I stuck him in there. And then this next guy, T.Y. Hilton, Houston at Indianapolis. I, I just think Philip Rivers is going to have a good day. T.Y. Hilton, the last two weeks, has been on fire. He just played. Houston two weeks ago and had two touchdowns. Played the Raiders last week, had two touchdowns. He's at $6,800, and I mean, I think that he continues to do what he's been doing, at least for one more game. I don't like him much after this, but, you know, for this uh, three-game stretch, it's been a great ride, and I'm going to take advantage of it. My next receiver is Brandon Ayuk for the 49ers. They don't have anybody else. I mean, Debo Samuel's hurt for the rest of the year, and... The Cowboys give up a lot of passing yards. So ever since Debo's been hurt, Brandon Ayuk gets a ton of targets. He's their number one receiver. And if I'm getting a number one receiver at $6,900 against a horrible pass defense, I'm going to take advantage of it and put him in there. Uh, it really rounds up my receiving group pretty nicely, and I feel like I got really good value picks that can really produce and uh, for good prices. That definitely helped me get some better running backs than I normally could with a, a receiving core like this. My tight end is Irv Smith Jr. for the Vikings. The, the one thing the Bears can't defend, and they haven't been defending much of anything lately, but they've definitely been struggling against the tight end position. Kyle Rudolph is hurt. All his targets are going to go to Irv Smith, and I really feel like he's going to get a lot more than last week where he was kind of quiet for a whole half, and that's because the Bears do a good job of defending against the wide receivers. So uh, I think you can put Irv Smith in there, and he can get you the value uh, at $5,400 that uh, like a $7,000 tight end could. And, and tight end, you really don't want to spend a lot unless it's Travis Kelsey. But, I mean, Travis Kelsey is astronomical with his price range because of how much better he is than everyone else. So you really, uh, I feel like this is a, a position where you can really save and still get production. Then my flex is going to be Miles Sanders. I teamed him up with Jalen Hurts, not because I feel like he's going to be throwing the ball a lot to Miles Sanders. But uh, they do a lot of those RPOs, and they're both going to be effective against this Cardinals defense and uh, going to have good games. So I want uh, pieces of both of them because uh, I think most of their touchdowns are going to be rushing touchdowns between them. And uh, I'm just buying all stocks on both of those guys to get all the points for the Eagles in this matchup. And at $6,800, I feel like that's a great value if he can produce anywhere near like he did last week. And then on defense, I have the Miami Dolphins against New England. It's They're $4,600, and I really like Miami just mostly for the fact that New England doesn't do well at Miami. This, uh, this Patriots offense is a lot worse than they've ever been. I feel like they can give up a lot of turnovers. Miami special teams is just as good as their defense, so I feel like there could be a touchdown here. And uh, at that price point, it puts me where I only have $100 left over. So uh, that's the outside of the Rams that I couldn't afford. Uh, I like Miami the second best out of all the other defenses out there this week. So there you have it. That's the FanDuel lineup. Use it, win, and uh, let's see how it does.
Good luck. Now it's time for the Burke and Miz the Wiz Montalban Stars of the Week. Let's see who they are. Here's the Stars of the Week. This is the part of the show where we try to pick the top three fantasy football point producers of the week. We never get it right, but uh, it's a tough task, and it's a lot of fun to do. So let's begin with the exercise. The number three quarterback is Ryan Tannehill versus the Lions. I just feel like although Derrick Henry is going to probably get a lot of rushing yards, there's still room for Ryan Tannehill between him rushing and uh, his weapons between A.J. Brown, Corey Davis, and then uh, Janu Smith. Uh, he's lined up to have a really good day against this Lions team, especially because I think they'll be on the field a lot too with the Lions potentially not playing Matthew Stafford. So it makes me think Tannehill will be a top three. Number two is Tom Brady at the Falcons. Um, Tom Brady going to Atlanta. Atlanta is the worst team in the NFL at defending the quarterback position. And with Brady having Gronk and A.B. and Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, I just it just screams at me that he's going to be a top play. I almost picked him number one, but I'll explain here with my number one why I didn't. But the, the number one quarterback is Lamar Jackson versus the Jaguars. I, I just think that, uh, you know, Trace McSorley went to IR. Robert Griffin went to IR. So even if there's a blowout, they're not benching Lamar Jackson. He's going to play the whole game. You're not going to put a practice squad guy in there. And uh, with his rushing ability against the Jags and then passing the ball probably to Mark uh, Andrews, I just think it's too good to be true. So always give me the running quarterback to be the number one, and that will be the case here with Lamar Jackson. Running back, Alvin Kamara, is number three versus Kansas City. He had 10 targets last week, and I think that will continue this week. But I think he'll also get a lot of rushing yards this game. Chiefs just aren't very good at stopping the running back position, so Alvin Kamara is a good play here. Number two is Nick Chubb at the Giants. I'm sorry. The Giants are not very good against the running back position. Nick Chubb's one of the best running backs in football. I think if he didn't share carries with Kareem Hunt, he would be, well, maybe second to Derrick Henry. But regardless, I, I really like Nick Chubb, and he needs to be played in all formats, and he's going to be top three uh, point producer. Number one is going to be Derrick Henry versus the Lions. I know I chose Ryan Tannehill, but I think both of them can eat against the Lions defense. It's horrible. And Derrick Henry, the way he's been playing, he just he can't be, you know, he can't be uh, or cannot be a top three running back with these uh, matchups that he has. He's playing some of the worst run defenses in football, like three weeks in a row. So I expect him to be a top three running back for like three weeks in a row. And this one, he's number one for me. Wide receiver, this one is a little bit tougher, but I have Cooper Cup as number three versus the Jets. Jets are horrible at stopping the pass. They're slow in the secondary. Cooper Cup is fast and shifty. Uh, I think this is a good matchup for him. I almost went Robert Woods, but uh, Bobby Trees has been hurt, and so you, you can't necessarily trust him to come back from his injury and, and be a top performer. So... I went with Cooper Cup because I think he'll get a lot of targets and be a big producer. 
Mike Evans is number two at the Falcons. Tom Brady needs to throw it somewhere. Mike Evans is the touchdown guy. Touchdowns lead to points, and that's Mike Evans for you. So, uh, Number one is Calvin Ridley versus the Buccaneers. I know I've been preaching that I don't like him as much with Julio out, but I, I made this before Julio was out for sure, and Julio still might play. So as of now, I think Calvin Ridley's a top play. And even if Julio Jones doesn't play for whatever reason, <laughs> um, Calvin Ridley's still going to get a lot of targets, so it should make him relevant. So he's my number one. Tight end, Rob Gronkowski at the Falcons. I'm double dipping with uh, Mike Evans, but Ron Gronkowski I think is a big play here. Brady can get like four touchdown passes against this defense easily. Uh, that's how bad Atlanta is with their secondary. So there's enough room for Mike Evans and Rob Gronkowski both to be top three performers at their position. Number two is Mark Andrews versus the Jaguars. We talked about it with Lamar Jackson. Mark Andrews is a great tight end, and he needs to be played in all formats. This is one of the best matchups he's going to have all year. So especially with the wide receivers being on COVID, with Hollywood Brown, James Proshi, Miles Boykin, they might come back, they might not. But uh, that, I think, opens the way for even more targets for Mark Andrews in this one. And then number one is Travis Kelsey. Why? Because he's Travis Kelsey. He always scores more than everybody else. It's against the Saints, who give up points to tight ends. But it doesn't matter, because Travis Kelsey would get points against anybody. So you're, you're playing Travis Kelsey. He's going to be the number one tight end again, like he has been all year. And that was probably one of my easier ones, because it's such a no-brainer. All our analysis and opinions and advice, it's all done for Week 15. Now it's just time to sit back, relax, watch the games. You're listening to the Burke and Miz the Wiz Montalban Fantasy Football Show. I am Miz the Wiz Montalban. We really appreciate you listening. You can follow us on Spotify, Apple, Google, all the major podcast channels. Please give us a like, a follow, a comment, anything. We really appreciate it. Good luck in your playoffs. We hope you win. And, uh, yeah, we'll see how we do. And um, hopefully it's onward to the championships. So until next week, we'll, uh, we'll see you later.